Come on, won't you lift your hands for you know that Jesus will. Come on, lift your hands if you know that Jesus will. That Jesus will. That Jesus will. Come on here. Come on, if you know that Jesus will and Jesus can and that Jesus has to. Come on, lift your hands and give God glory. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we give you glory. Come on, it's Resurrection Sunday here in the Living Faith Church, and we give God praise. We give God glory. There is none like you. Come on, lift your hands right there where you are. Come on, open your mouth right there where you are. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We know, God, that you are right here for us. God, that you can do the impossible for us, that you can do the unthinkable for us, and God, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Listen, it is Resurrection Sunday here in the Living Faith Church. And we are so excited about God and what he's doing. I pray that you have enjoyed uh, the praise and worship. I pray that you have enjoyed uh, our liturgical dancers. I pray that your life uh, has already been transformed. And now uh, we're down to the most exciting part uh, of our service. And that's the actual word of God. Now, now I got to encourage some people today to understand and know I know that we're doing uh, Sunday service differently. Our worship service, our Easter service is completely different. Uh, this is my first time uh, ever in my life uh, that I have never been in service during Easter. But let me tell you, uh, I'm excited to be standing before you on this morning, uh, preparing to declare the word uh, and preparing you uh, to be catapulted into your next season. And let me tell you something, we will not be defeated because God is the greatest power. And I believe that this word that we're going to share with you uh, on this morning is going to be life changing and it's going to edify you and take you from one place to the next. And so I'm excited about that. But this is resurrection. Sunday here uh, in the Living Faith Church, and we are excited to be standing before you and presenting uh, and, and telling you how important God's Word is. If you could do me a favor while you're sitting at home, sitting in your room, sitting in your bedroom, sitting in your living room, or sitting in the kitchen, uh, or you may even be in the bathroom, but if you could just take a pause uh, and lift your hands with me. Come on, if you could just lift your hands with me. Um, you're lifting your hands not as a sign. Uh, as sur of surrender, but you're lifting your hand uh, as a sign that you are victorious. Come on, won't you lift your hands right there with me uh, in your homes? Won't you lift your hands with me, all of you that are streaming with us? As you're lifting your hands, I want you to pray with me as I declare that God is going to give us the victory in everything that is going on in our country and that God is going to give us peace that passes all understanding and that we're going to trust God like we have never trusted God before. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done. We thank you, God, for this Resurrection Sunday. We thank you, God, for giving us your only begotten Son so that we could live and, God, so that we could be saved. God, today, I ask that you go in every home 
and that you touch the person that has become a little stir crazy from being at home, Lord, these last couple of weeks. I pray, God, that you will give them supernatural strength, that you will give them supernatural power, God, to look beyond the four cornered walls of their home, and God, to look as your word has reminded us to look to the hills from which cometh your help, and all of your help cometh from you. And God, we ask God that you go and touch each person today, that you strengthen each person today, that each person will be encouraged, then knowing that God, you are able to do the impossible. And God, as we conclude this prayer, God, we cover our country under your blood. We cover our city under your blood. We cover families under your blood. We cover our seniors under your blood. And God, we declare today that your power will cover and it will keep and it will transform. And God, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good and he's worthy to be praised. Uh, we're going to be coming from uh, the book of Matthew, uh, the book of Matthew 27 and 32. Matthew 27 and 32. I'm going to be reading from the ERV version, which is the easy read version, just in case. Uh, it reads a little different from yours. Uh, I know most of y'all probably like, he ain't saved. He ain't reading from the King James. But I'm going to read from the ESV version because I don't want to assume that everybody is familiar uh, with this text. So uh, I'm going to share this with you uh, from the book of Matthew, or I'm going to be sharing with you from the book of Matthew 27 and 32. Let's read. The soldiers were going out of the city with Jesus. They saw a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry Jesus's cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, the place of skulls. There, the soldiers gave Jesus some mixed wine and gall, but when he tasted it, he refused to drink it. Then the soldiers nailed Jesus to the cross. Then they threw dice to divide his clothes between them. The soldiers stayed there to guard him. They put a sign above his head with the charge against him written on it. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. 38 says two criminals were nailed to the cross Beside Jesus, one on the right and one on the left, people walked by and shouted and insulted Jesus as he was hanging on the cross. They shook their heads and said, you said you could destroy the temple and build it again in three days. So if you have so much power and so much anointing, save yourself, come down. From that cross, if you are really the son of God. Now, I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down because I want to talk to you from the subject. It all comes down to this. Come on. I want you to write that down. It all comes down to this. Now, as you're writing that, I need you to understand that our world is in a place uh, that we have never been in before that the church is in a place that we have never been in before, 
None of us have ever experienced the things that we are experiencing right now. No one has the solution. No one has the answer. But we serve a God that has all of the answers. And that God, we serve a God that has all of the answers and a God that has all of the solutions. So let me help you understand this before we jump into our text uh, on this morning. As we begin to understand the scripture, we know that Jesus understands that he has to die. He understands that his time has now been completed, and we know that Jesus understands that it's time for him to die because the Bible says that, that he goes to a garden called Gethsemane. And when he goes to the garden called Gethsemane, he begins to have that wrestle conversation with God, like, why don't you just let this cup pass? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to make these things happen? And most of us are in that place where we are asking God, why are all of these things going on in our country? Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to lose people? And so Jesus goes through the same parenthetical conversation with God by asking him why. And let me tell you, the Bible uh, doesn't record uh, that, that, that there was much conversation between him and God in this moment, but Jesus knew what he had to do. And some of us got to understand that we are mandated to do some things that are, that, that, that are seemingly that are going to cause us to die but it's really going to allow us to live. Let me say it one more time. Let me say it one more time. There are some things that God has called us to do that are seemingly looking as though that you are going to die, but it's really about to cause you to live. Why? Because the purpose and the plan that God has for your life, you can't die where you are. I know some of you are sick right now, and some of you may be feeling symptoms right now, but let me tell you, you are not going to die here. Let me keep working the text. I don't want to get too happy too soon because it's Resurrection Sunday. But I need you to understand the Bible says that, that, that Jesus is lethargic and Jesus is tired and he's unable to carry his own cross. He's unable to carry his own cross. As he's lethargic and tired, the Bible says they look over and see Simon sitting there and they say, hey, 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 come here and carry this cross as we take this thief because we're going to hang him on the cross. Bible says now as they get to the hill called Golgotha, they lay the cross down on the ground and they say, they tell Jesus, now it's time for you to lay down on the ground. Bible says that they nail him in his hands. And I need you to catch this. I need you to catch this. They nailed him in his hand. They nailed him in his hand. They nailed him in his feet. They'd already beat him all night long. And then Jesus says, I'm thirsty. I want something to drink. Now, listen, you got to be careful when you ask your enemies for something to drink. Come on here, somebody. You got to be careful when you ask your enemies for something to drink. I'm convinced that some of you are asking the wrong people to bring you water. Y'all don't hear me in here. Some of you are asking the wrong people to bring you a cup. Come on. But Jesus asked the centurion soldiers, will you bring me something to drink? I'm parched. I'm thirsty. Now let's put a little period right there because some of you are getting water and advice from people that are going to poison you in the process because they don't want you to live anyway and they know what you're about to do on the back end of what you're about to do. I ain't got nobody talking to me in here. Some of you are getting water from the wrong place 
Woo! Come on here, somebody. Come on, this Resurrection Sunday in here in the Living Faith Church. Some of you are asking water for uh, uh, asking advice from people that you should not be asking advice from. Ah, uh, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna stay calm. I'm gonna stay calm because I'm sitting in this room pretty much by myself. But, but I could run right now because if I gave you a list of people that I got advice from that that didn't mean me no good and thought they were going to kill me in the process, which leads me to my first point: Don't be blinded by the now; it will cause you to miss your next. Come on, I want you to write that down. Don't be blinded by the now. It will cause you to miss your next. Some of you are blinded that you are not where you thought that you were going to be. Some of you are blinded that you thought that you were going to be the Savior, but now you thought you were going to be here, and now you're on the ground. Don't let the ground blind you from where God is getting ready to take you. Don't let your bottom place ground you from where God is getting ready to do for you. I am blind. Blinded by the now, which is what cause you to miss your next. Woo! Come on here, somebody. Some of us are blinded by everything that is going on in the media and everything that is going on in our life and in society. But don't be blinded by what you see now. Because if you are blinded by what you see now, it's going to affect what happens next. I need you to catch this. I need you to catch this because now Jesus is in a place where there's deficiencies and there's distractions. The Bible says that his body is in a deficient state. His body is in a state where he's been beaten all night long. So now Jesus is in a state where there are deficiencies and distractions. His body has a deficiency and now a deficiency and now the soldiers are a distraction. Bible says that he asked them for something to drink. I need you to catch this. I need you to catch this. He asked them for something to drink. They mixed wine because wine was a stapled drink. Let me help y'all. Wine was a staple during those times because the water was not fit to be taken in. So they mixed it with wine and then they took a little gall, which, which, which we understand and know if you break down the word gall and let's just move the word gall, they took some venom and put it in the wine. They took venom and put it in the wine. And they put enough of the serum into the wine that if Jesus would have drank enough, then he would have not have been able to die on the cross. Now, I need you to catch this. I need you to catch this because there are three reasons. I need you to write this down. There are three reasons why Jesus would not drink from the cup. There are three reasons why Jesus would not drink from the cup. Now, I want you to write this down. Three reasons why. Come on, write it down. Three reasons why. I can give you three reasons why. I'm gonna, I'm, let me let me just take a pause right here. I can give you three reasons why you shouldn't be talking to the man that you're talking to. I can give you three reasons why you shouldn't be dealing with your family in this season. I can give you three reasons why you need to stop listening to other folks and trust God for what he's called you to do. But three reasons why Jesus decides that he can't drink from this cup. Now, I need y'all to help me in here because this thing is about to be heavy. This thing is about to be strong. Now, reason number one, Jesus, had he taken a sip 
or a, a, a gulp or a drink or a teaspoon of the wine and the gall, it would have caused him to be incoherent. It would have caused him to be incoherent. Listen, some of us would rather be out of our mind and not know what's going on. But had Jesus drunk just a little bit of the gall and a little bit of the wine, it would have caused him to be incoherent and he would not have been able to go on the cross. See, this is the thing. See, the, the, see God knew and Jesus knew that he had to save this thief on the right side. He knew that he had a thief on the right, a thief on the left. But Jesus knew that he had to save this thief on the right side. And I need you to catch this. And because Jesus knew that he had to save this thief on the right side, he says, I got to be in my right mind. When God takes me out of here, I will not be incoherent, but I will be in my right mind knowing what I need to do. Because some of us, we want to, we don't, we don't want to feel anything. We don't want to experience anything. But Jesus says, I cannot be incoherent. I cannot be out of my mind because I must ensure that I see everything. See, my mama is standing at this cross. I need to know that that's my mama standing there. My family is standing at this cross. I I can't be incoherent and out of my mind. I got to make sure that I am in sound mind when I die on this cross. So point number one, Jesus would become incoherent had he drank the gall and the wine. But Jesus says, no, no, I, I can't be incoherent because there's a man that's going to need me. And don't you know he's I got to perform one more miracle. There's a man that needs me on this cross that I must save and I can't be out of my mind if I drink this gall, if I drink this wine. Point number two. Jesus would become numb to the pain. Jesus would become numb to the pain. Had Jesus partaken of the gall and the wine, it would have made his body limp and numb, and the pain that he would have experienced of the nails going into his hand, the pain that he would have experienced of the crown of thorns going on his head. And see, we needed him to endure that pain so we could be free. Y'all don't hear me in here. We needed him to endure that pain so that we could be free. Now, let me help you even more. See, some of us, we want the baby, but we don't want the pain. Y'all don't hear me in here. We want all of this, but we don't want, just numb me up. I don't want to feel anything. But Jesus says, no, I got to feel this pain so I know how to deal with you when you're going through the pain that you are going through. He says, I cannot drink of this bitter cup because I must feel all of this. I got to feel every piece of this when they pierced him in the side. He felt every piece of it. And he says, no, I will not be numb. I will not be desensitized. I will not stop right here. I must feel everything. Now listen, now listen, now listen, now listen. I need you to catch this. Now, 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 now Jesus could have easily took the high road. 
Jesus could have easily took the high road and said, you know what? I don't want to feel nothing. I don't want to feel anything. But the problem with most of us now in the body of Christ is that we have gotten to a place where we don't feel nothing no more. And so now we feel like we don't need Jesus now because now everything is fine. Everything. But now the world is feeling a pain to where now we know we need Jesus like never before. But the Bible says, and I need you to make sure you write that point down. Jesus Jesus would have become numb to the pain. Jesus would have become numb to the pain had he drank the wine and the gall. But Jesus says, no, I'm not going to allow the deficiencies and the distractions. Come on here. I'm not going to allow the deficiencies and the distractions to allow myself to go numb to this. See, there are some things you need to feel. Let me help y'all in here. There are some things you need to feel. There are some things you need to feel. Let me tell you a story real quick, and then we'll jump back to the text. I'll never forget when my father was teaching me how to ride a bike, and 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 the first time he pushed me uh, down the hill, he went down the hill with me. Come on here, somebody. And and he kept saying to me, he says, son, he says, there's going to be a time where, where, where I'm not going to be able to hold you, and you have to learn how to stand or uh, uh, balance yourself on your own. And this is good. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Y'all listen to me. He says, you're going to have to balance yourself on your own. And so the second time we went up the hill, he went down the second time with me and, and walked with me the whole time. Now the third time we went up the hill, he 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 pushed me down the hill and he kept saying, I got you, I got you, I got you. Just don't look back. Just don't look back. Just don't look back. He kept saying, I got you, I got you, I got you. I just don't look back. But let me tell you what I did. I turned around and I noticed that he was not behind me, but his voice was behind me. But because I couldn't trust his voice, and I was dependent on him holding me, I fell and scraped my leg. Now, let me tell you what happened. Now, I tried to quit. Y'all know I tried to quit. My leg was all scraped up, but y'all know we real country because y'all know I'm from Noonan, Georgia. Y'all know real know, down there on the dirt road. He says, boy, if you don't get up, he, let me tell you what he did. He took some dirt from the ground, threw it on my wound, and he says, I want you to go back up the hill by yourself, and I want you to ride down this hill, and this time you are not going to fall. He says, all I need you to do is listen to my voice. He says, you don't need me to hold you. You don't need me to touch you. I just need you. I need you. Listen to this. I need you to listen to my voice. And so I went back to the top of the hill. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I went back to the top of the hill and let me tell you I looked down at my sore that had dirt on it and the pain reminded me that I could not fall again the pain reminded me that I am not going to fall this time and that I'm going to trust what my daddy says oh, come on here somebody and don't you know I went down the hill and I trusted my father's voice where he said keep it steady keep it straight don't shake the handlebars come on don't shake it don't keep moving keep going and don't you know that sometimes the bruises and the knocks in life are to remind you that you can't go back to this that you can't fall in this that you can't quit 
great in this, that you can't stop in this. I know you failed last year, but the bruises and the scars are to remind you that you ain't never going back. Come on here, somebody. I want somebody to put that on the screen. I ain't never, yep, I said it. I ain't never going you better open your mouth. Come on and let him know. I ain't never going back. Come on, say it with me. Say it, say it just like that. Put it in all caps. I want you to put it in all caps and say, I ain't never going back. Come on, can we say it? I ain't never going back. Come on, do it one more time. I ain't never going. I ain't never going back. Why? Because the pain is a constant reminder that I cannot, I shall not fall. Again, Jesus says, I cannot be numb to the pain. I need these scars. I need these bruises as proof that I know how to ride this bike. Huh? I still got that scar today, but that scar is a proof that I didn't just fall, but I got back up. Come on here, somebody. The scar is proof that I didn't just lay on the ground, but I'm coming back for you. I'm coming back for you. I'm not going to stop. And let me tell you something. Your scars are proof that you got a comeback that's coming that people ain't even ready for. You got a comeback that's coming that people aren't even prepared for. And I need you to help me understand. I need to help you understand today that Jesus says, listen, I could not drink of this cup. Because it would have allowed me to not feel the pain that I needed to feel. All pain isn't bad pain. There are some pains we must experience. There are some pains that we must feel. There are some pains that we must go through. There are some pains that cannot be dismissed. Reason number three. I want you to write it down. Jesus would have died on the ground had he drinked the wine and the gall. Write it down. Jesus would have died on the ground had he drinked the wine and the gall. Jesus made the collective decision after he sipped it. He says, wait a minute, there's something about this that just don't taste right. And this is what I don't understand about people. When people bring you gossip, you ought to be able to just sip it and say, wait a minute, it's something about this that just don't taste right. It's something about what you just said to me. Don't taste right. Don't feel right. Don't sound right. But the Bible says he sipped it. He said, uh-uh, uh-uh, this don't taste right. But if I drink this, I'm going to die on the ground. And let me tell you what Jesus says, and I'm going to have to stand with this one. Let me tell you what Jesus said to them. Jesus says, I'm going to die but I ain't going to die on this ground. Come on here somebody. Some of you got to let the enemy know, yeah, you going out of here but you ain't dying right here in this place. Jesus says, wait a minute. I'm dying but I'm going to choose when I die. He says, wait a minute. I'm going to die. I'm going out, but I ain't dying on this ground. Come on. This is what not God has. Look, I, I need some people to say it with me. I'm not going to die here. Come on, say it with me. I'm not going to die here. Come on, say it with me. I'm not going to die here. Jesus says, I'm not dying on this ground. I can't die here. I've been mandated to die on the cross. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Never let people hinder your mandate. Mm. 
Come on here, somebody. Never let people stop your mandate of what God has called you to do. Come on. Never let people hinder you from what you've called, for what you were called to do, and for what God has placed you. Jesus says, Jesus says, he says, I cannot, I cannot drink of the gall, and I cannot drink of the wine. Why? Because it would have caused me to die before I was to complete my mission. Listen. Don't die before it's time for you to complete your mission. I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you got symptoms of this virus. Baby, you are not going to die. Why? Because you got mission in you. You got purpose in you. And God got something greater for you. This ain't going to take us out. This is about to make us stronger. You can't die here. You can't die here. You can't die here. You can't die here. Come on, write it down. I can't die here. Write it down. I can't die here. Come on, do it one more time. I can't die here. He says to him, I can't die on this ground, but I've been mandated to die on the cross. Woo! I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. He says, I've been mandated to die on the cross. So let's roll back through our points. Point number one, Jesus would have become incoherent, which means he would not have been able to communicate with the man on the cross had he drank the wine and the gall. Reason number two, Jesus would have become numb to the pain, but it was vital that he felt every ounce of the pain so he could know how to deal with us when we're going through our pain. Point number three, Jesus would have died on the ground which would have allowed him not to complete his mission. He needed to die on the cross. Let's keep going. Almost done. Almost done. Got about six minutes on the clock. And don't you know, I like Resurrection Sunday because we get a chance to talk about a man who died not just for one person, but he died for a world that didn't even love him, didn't even understand the capacity of loving him and appreciating him yet. Bible says that he is now alive on the cross. And now he didn't take the cup. And the man on the left is talking crazy. He ignores him. And then the man on the right, he says, look, he says, I just want a seat in your kingdom. I just want a seat in paradise. Come on, come on. And Jesus says, listen, you know, you're going to have a place with me in paradise. And so what happens, Jesus dies. I need you to catch this. Jesus dies on the cross. But the Bible says that he whispers some words. And some of my favorite words that he whispers, he says, it is finished. Let me tell you. He says, it is finished. Now, what confused them is that they thought he was actually finished. But what they didn't know was, is that Jesus was saying, this part of my life is finished. But in three days, I got another life that I'm about to start again. Come on, here's somebody in here. Don't you know that, that, that your tragedies, your trials, your, your situations, they're about to put a, God is about to put a period right by them and say, that's finished, that's done. But you're about to be resurrected to something greater than you ever thought that you would be before. You're about to do more than you ever thought that you could ever accomplish because your deficiencies and your difficulties, God 
is about to give you power to overcome all of those things. Won't you lift your hands right there in your house? Won't you bless God right there in your house and say, it has all come down to this. It has all come down to now we look as though that we are losing and we look as though that it is us, it, that, that it is over for us but I'm here to tell you that God has something in store and that God has something in place for us that God says I will never leave you nor forsake you and I will be with you even until the end of the world and I need many of you just as Jesus have done I don't need you to die on this ground I don't need you to die based on what the news is saying but I need you to look to the hills from with cometh your help it says I will live and not die I will trust God beyond where I am you want to open your mouth and give God glory come on give him 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 glory come on open your mouth and give him glory come on open your mouth and give him praise come on it has come down to this what God is saying you gonna live for me or you gonna die for me it has come down to this come on open your mouth and give him glory come on give him glory give him glory give him glory give him glory you can't die here God got too much in store for you. God got too much for you to do. You're not going to go out right here. Hey, come on somebody. You ain't going out right here. You ain't dying right here. Your mama ain't dying like this. Your sister ain't going out like this. I speak to their respiratory. I speak to influenza. We speak to this virus that we are not going out like this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We ain't going out like this. We ain't going out like this. Because again, God is the greatest power and we will not be defeated and we will not be stopped. I wish I had some people that were streaming with me this morning. They ought to stand up in your living room and they ought to just start lifting up the name of God. They ought to start dancing in your living room and talk about how good God is. Come on, I dare you to open your mouth. I dare you to give him glory. I dare you to give him praise. Come on, because it ain't over 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 come on I need some people at home come on get out of that couch come on I know you in your pajamas but I want you to pretend that it's Sunday morning and I want you to lift your hands open your mouth Come on, I'm going like I hear you shouting. Come on here. Come on, I have to hear you shouting to the Lord. Come on, you ought to just give him glory right where you are. You ought to just, I can have church by myself. You ought to give him praise right where you are. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul, who cries out. Hallelujah. You ought to open your mouth and bless God right there in your home. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It has come down to this that God will let the world know who He is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
I got some people in their living room that says I will not be silent. I will not keep my mouth closed. But I'm going to bless God. I'm going to lift him up. Come on, can we take 30 seconds to give him glory? Come on, will you take 30 seconds and give him glory? Come on, can we take 30 seconds and give him glory? Come on, can we take 30 seconds and give him glory? Come on, can we take 30 seconds and give him glory? Come on, we magnify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. We will not die here. We give you glory. We give you honor. We bind this disease. We give you glory. We give you honor. See, come on, we give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It has all come down to this. Make a choice. Make a choice that you are going to live and not die. Make a choice that you will not allow depression to consume your mind or to consume your heart. I thank God for the news, but Jesus is still the good news. And Jesus is still sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and interceding for me. And I know what his word says. And I know that his word says that his word won't return back to him void. The Bible also says that Jesus sits on the right hand of the Father making intercession for his children. And today, I'm here to tell you that God is going to deliver us Sooner than later. I don't care what the news says. I don't care what the media says. God is going to deliver us sooner than later. It has all come down to this one moment, this one time, and this one season. Then now you have to make a choice. Am I going to drink from this bitter cup? Am I going to die here? Or am I going to complete the mission that God has called me to complete? Listen, I know we're not physically in our sanctuary this morning, but I want you to stand right where you are. Come on, stand. Come on, get out the bed. Yeah, get up. You. Hair rollers and all. It's okay. I know you didn't brush your teeth. Get up anyway. Stand up right where you are. And I want you to lift your hands. Not as a sign of surrender. But as a sign that we are victorious. As a sign that all is not lost. As you're standing there with your hands lifted. I want you to begin to declare things that you have been trusting God for, things that you have been asking God for. I want you to begin to declare all of the things that you have asked God to do in your life. 
Come on, just throw it in the atmosphere. And as you're declaring those things, for the person that is watching us on all of these social media platforms, if you're not saved and you don't know who Jesus is, I want you to write on whatever platform that you're streaming from, I want to be saved. And we got ministers and elders, they right there ready to pray with you, lead you through the sinner's prayer. And beyond leading you through the sinner's prayer, they're right there with you to talk to you and encourage you, even beyond this live. Come on. And if you've slipped out of his will, and you say, I'm, 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 I've backslid and I, I, I need to get back to him. Come on. I want you to write back. I want to reconnect. I want to reconnect. I want to reconnect. Our ministers and our elders are right there praying for you and with you. And now, as we close this digital altar, for those of you that are on this live today, that says, Pastor, I'm discouraged. Pastor, how long? Is this pandemic going to last? I don't know if I can take much more of this. My kid's about to be out of school for the rest of the year. And I'm about to pull my hair out now. But if you're here and you're discouraged, and you just need some strength, and you just need some encouragement, I want you to put pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. And our elders and our ministers are going to pray with you and intercede with you because all is not lost. All is not lost. We will not be blinded by the now because if we are blinded by the now, it will cause us to miss our next. Come on, lift your hands and give God glory. Hallelujah. Come on, give God glory. Come on, we declare these things as they're praying with you. We declare these things right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, we declare your glory right now in the name of Jesus. We declare your power and your anointing right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. I've been through too much not to worship him. I've been through too much not to worship him I've been through too much not to worship him say it with me we out of here you've been through too much not to worship him